Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Frazzled with me, your host, Kelly Swingler. I'm going to start by apologising. So I have not been with you since the 24th of October. I thought I had missed one week. It looks like it's a little bit more than that. So today, that's actually what I'm going to be talking about, right? Sometimes we just need to stop and focus on what it is that, that we do. And whilst I've started with an apology... Actually, we don't always need to apologise for putting ourselves first. Sometimes we just need to do what we need to do, right? Focus on the priorities, focus what's in, what's important for us. The dog has just walked in, so if you can hear weird noises in the background, that's her. If you are new, this is an unedited... Uh, unscripted podcast. This is me babbling on for 20 or 30 minutes. We don't edit, we don't cut, it just, it is what it is. We say what we say, we go for what we go. And I want to say a huge thank you this morning. Um, It has, as I said, it's been, I haven't logged on to look at anything since the 24th of October. And downloads and by the looks of it, regular listeners have like almost doubled since I was last with you. I looked at these downloads like that's going to be an error and it's not. So this is this is obviously resonating with, with so many more of you. Uh, I, want, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, is it because more of you are feeling frazzled? <sighs> I, hope, I hope not, but that may well be the case. Um, or is it because this is actually, you know, quite quite a decent podcast that more of you uh, are paying attention to and listening. But either way, thank you so much. It does look like based on the the numbers that some of you just keep coming back for more. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. So let's talk about stopping. Let me give you a little bit of information about where I've been for the last few weeks, what I've been doing, why I haven't been with you all. And I don't know, maybe you can just take take something from this. So I'm recording this, it's the 13th of November, this will be live with you on the 14th of, of November. 24th of October was the last time that I was with you. And I think just the family stuff that I have been dealing with over the last few weeks uh, has been has been overwhelming, has been really overwhelming. My dad's health has not been particularly great over over recent weeks. I think I shared with with some of you uh, the week that I had in Devon that we had to leave uh, Devon. I was working in Devon for a week, and we had to leave Devon early in the morning. My dad had been had been rushed into hospital. As a result of him being admitted into hospital, the operation that he was due to have on the 9th of November. Um, no, that was that was last week. So he was due to have it two weeks before the 9th of November, whatever date that would have been. My head's, see, and this is this is why I haven't been talking to you. I'm like, I don't even know what date it is. Anyway, he, he, should, he should have had an operation weeks ago and he didn't. It was postponed and uh, it was postponed until the 9th of November because the hospital admittance that he had meant that he wasn't strong enough for his operation. But obviously delaying that even further was then causing issues with the problem that he needed the operation for. And the reason that he'd been admitted to hospital 
um, was was for something completely different. But that had really drained his energy. Um, he had no strength. He had no anything. So the last few weeks have just been a real worry. And of course, we keep going. So I have done, we've all been doing hospital trips and shopping trips and making sure that he's okay, making sure that my mum's okay and sharing some of those responsibilities. In addition to that, my youngest stepson has now moved in with us full time. So I've been doing all of the school runs in the morning and I haven't done school runs for maybe 10 years with with my sons being 23 um, and they were getting themselves to school from from kind of, you know, the age of the age of 12 or 13. So I haven't done school runs for nearly 10 years. In addition to that, work has been getting busier and busier. I've been much more in demand with all of the burnout stuff. So, of course, that's been uh, taking taking up a lot of time. And in between that, whilst I've had all of the stuff that I've wanted to do, it has meant that some of it has has just stopped so things like the podcast I just I haven't had the headspace to do and I have a list of um topics that I want to talk to you all about but even some of those topics like didn't they just didn't feel relevant at the time it's like I just can't I haven't got the headspace to talk about that stuff right now I've also let slip a lot of my weekly emails. So I usually send to my uh, my email subscriber list. There's usually an email that comes out on a Monday and there's usually an email that comes out on a Friday. I want to wish, you know, wish people a great week at the beginning of the week. And I, you know, usually kind of tell a little bit of a story or, or share some information on a Friday. And I haven't had the headspace to think about what to write. And again, I've got a list of topics, you know, talk about these things, write about these things, but I haven't had this headspace to put the creativity into those things. And as I said, I started this episode, I'm really sorry that I haven't been with you for a couple of weeks. And that's, I suppose, you know, that that's out of politeness, isn't it? And And I do... I value all of you. I value the fact that you take time out of your week every single week to listen to these episodes. I value the fact that you let me have your feedback every week when you've been listening to these exercises. I value those things and 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 I am apologetic. I am sorry that I haven't been able to do that. And at the same time, I'm not sorry for having to have had different priorities over the last few weeks. I could have pushed myself to deliver these podcasts. I could have pushed myself to continue to do my weekly emails. But in order to do that, I would have had to take energy or time or attention from somewhere else. And I think ultimately, like we only have a finite amount of of resources available to us. Right. And I in the lead up to both of my burnouts in 2013 and 2015, it's like I was constantly in this energy debt. It was like I've only got, let's say, you know, I've only got like a, a cup of water. And I use all of that cup of water in terms of energy. I've used all of that cup of water in, in, for, for my energy. We talk about stress bucket analogies, don't we? So it's like I filled that bucket, 
But in order to now keep me going, I've got to take some of that energy from tomorrow to keep me going. And then, of course, tomorrow I already start with an energy deficit. So I've got to take money from I've got to take energy from the next day to keep me going. And I constantly start start my days with an energy deficit. Right, that's pretty much what we do when we're already running on empty. But we tell ourselves that we have to keep going. We accrue this energy debt because it's like we're taking energy from tomorrow to get us through today. And if there's one thing that I've learned over the years, it's that things have to give. I have to allow things to give. I have to give myself permission to allow things to give. And things like recording podcasts and, you know, scheduling my weekly emails have been on my list for a few de- like for a few weeks now. And whilst I've wanted to do them, if I had done it, I would have started to accrue some of that energy debt. Because other things were taking my time, energy and attention. And they were things that needed my time, energy and attention. My family needed my time, energy and attention. My clients needed my time, energy and attention. I needed my time, energy and attention. And isn't that usually what we do first? So I could have, I could have done the podcast and I could have done the emails. But I couldn't have done less client work and I couldn't have spent less time with my family So what would have been the first thing to go would have been the time that I spend with and on myself. It might have meant some later nights. It might have meant some earlier mornings. It might have meant I didn't take a lunch break. It might have meant I had to forfeit my yoga practice. And that's usually the stuff that goes, isn't it? I know many of you are employed. So when other people are putting stress and pressure on you and you have you know, additional stuff that's going on outside of work, what you forfeit is you. You forfeit the you time. You're not saying to people, okay, so if I take this project or if I take this piece of work, something else has to go, right? Something else has to give. And actually, that is exactly the type of conversation that we need to be having. I am seeing more and more organisations at the moment that are rapidly increasing the number of priorities that their people need to focus on before the end of the year. And I think I said this one, I think I've counted it right. I think we've got six weeks left until Christmas, which means in five weeks time, I am the mother of 23 year old twins. I still don't know how that happened. Still don't know where kind of 23 years of my life have gone. Ah, just, yeah. But I'm seeing so many of these additional priorities. And what I want us to all be responsible for saying is not everything is a priority. Not everything is a priority. 
I was taught very kind of early on in my career that if we had business priorities, if we had priorities that we needed to focus on, actually, we had three, no more than three business priorities at a time. That's what started in the very, very early days of my career. And I'm talking like late 90s, right? I'm talking 1998. And everybody tells, well, the world, well, the world's changed a lot since then. And yes, it has. You know, in 1998, I was sending faxes. Not everybody had access to email. We didn't have mobile phones. Not everybody I had. I mean, I'd had, I'd had a mobile phone since I was 14. My mum wouldn't let me kind of out without one. But in the workplace, we didn't all have one. We didn't all have access to emails. Post and fax were still highly used back then. We get the odd email, but not everybody had computer access. And yet we were able to focus on three priorities. And it's like the faster we've got, the more priorities we think we have. But what's happening is, I think I recommended some books to you a few weeks ago, didn't I? Uh, One being Stolen Focus. The fact that we have more time and more accessibility, or we have more access to stuff, the fact that, you know, we get really irritated by the fact that we, you know, might have to wait a whole two days before something is now delivered to us, right? Because we want this stuff instantly. But we're not giving ourselves any time to get stuff done. I'm speaking to business owners and execs and leaders at the moment who are just constantly feel stressed and frazzled and exhausted and on the brink of burnout because they're going from meeting to meeting and project to project and conversation to conversation, but there's never any downtime, there's never any headspace. And there's never any time for them to do the stuff that needs doing as a result of all of these projects and all of these meetings. There's no doing time available. It's all conversation time, but there's no doing time. So the doing time is then happening outside of normal working hours. Again, if we still have such a thing. But it's outside of those hours. People are working more and more and more hours. And what's being jeopardised isn't the work time. And it's not the family emergency time. But it's the regular quality time with family. And it's the quality time that we need for ourselves. And I've made that mistake twice before. Again, if, you've, if you're a regular listener, you will know my first burnout made me seriously ill. My second almost killed me. I can no longer afford to not put myself first. And so sometimes that does mean looking at my list and thinking I haven't got the headspace. And as I said, I could have pushed. I could have pushed. But I won't sacrifice myself anymore because I matter. I am important. I'm important to myself. I am important to my family. I'm important to my clients. I matter. And because I matter, I will no longer force myself or push myself or make myself ill as a result of all of the things that I have on my, on my to-do list, on my get-done list. I won't do it anymore. And so sometimes for a few weeks, I have to look at what are my actual priorities right now? Because I don't have any more time in the day and I don't have any more time in the week. My time is a finite resource. 
I only have, the same as you, I only have 24 hours in any, in any given day. I can't go and buy, you know, 29 hours from anywhere. I only have 24 hours in a day. I only have seven days in a week. I only have 12 months in a year. And guess what? You only have the same two. So if you're being asked to do two years worth of work in a year, guess what? It's not, it's not going to happen. If you're being asked to do the job of two or three different people in a working week, of course you can do it. But what are you going to sacrifice? What are you jeopardising as a result of that? And I will no longer jeopardise myself. I will no longer put my well-being on the back burner. And that's my physical well-being, my mental well-being, my emotional well-being. And so, of course, I sit with a bit of, you know, there's a bit of, oh, I haven't done the podcast. I genuinely didn't realise it had been a few weeks. I genuinely thought I'd missed one. That's how quickly time has gone. So, of course, there's a bit, oh, but even it was like, well, I should, I should let people know that there hasn't been a podcast, right? I need to apologise to people and let them know that there hasn't been a podcast. But I didn't have the energy, I didn't have the mental energy, the mental capacity. And again, part of this is the mental health condition that I now live with as a result of both periods of, of burnout. I now have to live with this. I can no longer afford to jeopardise my own well-being. And yet I still see so many people that are doing just that. I had a conversation with somebody last week and they're like, I'm like, I'm burned out beyond belief. I just need to make it through till Christmas. And I, and I, that was, that was kind of where I went on my Christmas countdown. So I was like, well, how many weeks are there until Christmas? It's like Christmas is seven weeks away. If you're already, already burned out beyond belief, where the hell are you finding an additional seven weeks of energy from? And I know it's possible, right? Because I've been there and done it. I know, and we talk about this all the time, don't we? Like, oh my God, like I'm resilient. Like, oh my God, I pulled this, you know, I pulled this inner strength from somewhere to keep me going and to, to get me to do all of that. And we wear that like a badge of honour, right? We wear the fact that we can dig really deep and keep ourselves going for the good of our team and the good of our organisations and the good of this project. We value the fact that we keep ourselves going for an additional seven weeks, we'll just get through this project. You know, I can survive on two nights sleep for the next seven weeks because I'm superhuman. And of course, burnout's never going to happen to me because burnout is this thing that happens to all of those other people, right? All of those other people do stress, not me. I'm amazing. I can keep going for seven weeks. And isn't that what we celebrate with people? Oh my God, I was so burned out in November. Oh, I was so burnt out in November, but you know, I made it through till Christmas and now I deserve my Christmas break. I deserve this time out. I deserve a week off because I have just spent 12 months killing myself for my employer. I've now earned my week off over Christmas. That's what I hear. That's what I see. That's where I've been. 
And I, so I genuinely want all of you today, like, is, is that some of the self-talk that you're doing, right? Oh, it's only six weeks till Christmas. And not in a, you know, some of you aren't doing it in a, whoa, it's only six weeks till Christmas. Like, I love Christmas, right? I love Christmas. So for me, I like it's only six weeks till Christmas. And I'm really excited by the fact that we have, and again, this was bef- even before the last few weeks took place, because so I started my career in retail, where we start talking about Christmas in like April, right? <laughs> so I have, and when the Christmas, you know, the, all the Christmas brochures come out, I get my food shop ordered in September. As soon as those brochures are out, food shop's done. My partner and I, for the last few years, we have not been particularly organised when it's come to Christmas. It's, a, you know, a couple of weeks before, we're like, we've bought, we've bought nothing, we've done nothing. This year, we're on it. Really on it. And now, because all of the stress and hassle about that is done, I'm like, woohoo, six weeks till Christmas. But I'm hearing from so many of you, like, oh, I've just got to keep going for six weeks. Just got to keep going for six weeks. And you don't. There is, there's no, there's no badge waiting for you, right? There's no badge of honour waiting for you on Christmas morning that's like well done on digging deep and making yourself ill. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, if you have time off towards the end of this year or a festive period or, or you want time with family, 10, 15 years ago, I could have I could have given you the exact date that I would crash for four days. Because I've always done Christmas at my house, right? I have all the family descend. As I said, my, my son's, their birthday is exactly a week before Christmas. So I have birthday stuff and Christmas stuff. And I'm always the hostess with the mostess. And I do the baking on Christmas Eve. Then I do Christmas Day. Then we do Boxing Day. 27th, by about 10 o'clock in the morning, I'd crash until New Year's Eve. And I don't mean crash as in sit and enjoy the Christmas break, maybe with, I don't know, a box of chocolates and a nice bottle of bubbly and be like, oh, I'm so chilled. I mean crash because I I had nothing left in the tank. My body would start to ache, but I don't I'd only allow myself those four days of rest because then it was New Year's Eve. I love New Year's Eve. So I'd be out with family and I'd be out with friends and I'd be, you know, doing all the party stuff. And then I'd probably be back at work on the 3rd or 4th of January. During which time I want all the Christmas decorations down. I want to deep clean the house. I want to sort out my wardrobe. I want to do all of this stuff. I was always on. Always doing something, always trying to sort something. And nobody was handing me certificates or badges like, oh, well done or nearly killing yourself again this year. Well done on allowing yourself that four day crash. Well done on being the hostess with the mostess at Christmas. I wasn't getting badges, I wasn't getting certificates. I was starting every single January with even less energy than I'd had the year before. Because I'd been in that energy deficit. All year long. Holidays and time off, I just crashed because I had nothing left in the tank. 
like my adrenaline had gone because I didn't have to keep faking it anymore. I didn't have to put everybody else first for once. And my body and my brain were just like, we're off. Off switch done, off. Because when my, when my big burnout came in 2013 and the off switch was screaming, alarms ringing everywhere and I'm ignoring it like, no, no, haven't got time to stop, haven't got time to stop, got to look after everybody else, got to look after everybody else. And as a result of that, I now live with three lifelong health conditions. And this isn't just, you know, like a little cut on, you know, it's not a paper cut. These are deeply ingrained, deeply entrenched challenges. They are challenges. These are challenges that I have to live with now. I can no longer afford to put myself last. And this is my, my urge. This is my plea for all of you. You matter now. Not in six weeks time when the job is done. Not in six months' time when all of the crap is dealt with. You matter now. I talk about burnout prevention because I do not want you to experience, I don't want you to have to live with lifelong health conditions. I want you to get your head around the fact that you're not immune to burnout. You're not immune to all of this stress. And actually, for those of you that wear, I'm a resilient person, you know, oh my God, I've got brilliant resilience levels. You're more prone to burnout than the rest of because you know what it takes to keep digging deep and pulling that energy from the depths of beyond to keep you going. And you're wearing that, oh my God, I'm so resilient. You're wearing that like a badge of honour and doing yourself damage along the way. So I said, I started this episode saying, I'm sorry I haven't been with you. And I, and I am sorry, but I'm not sorry for putting myself first. I'm not sorry for prioritising my own well-being. I'm not sorry for prioritising my family. And you shouldn't be either. You matter. That's what I want to get across to you today. You matter. You matter more than the building priorities. You matter more than the, than the to-do list and the get-done list. You matter more than the team that you are leading. And you may love them and think they're amazing. Again, I did first. Oh, I've got to put my team first. Putting my team first was putting me and my family further down the pile. Now, the most important people in my life are my family. And yet I was prioritising my team over them because I didn't want to let my team down. And yet I was letting my family down every single day. No, no more. I'd always said family first, right? I'd always said family first. My family were nowhere near first in the run up to my burnout. Your priorities need to change. You need to be your priority because you matter. You don't need to earn the rest. If you're waiting for permission, this is it. I give you permission to put yourself first. Because I can say that, can't I? 
you need to be the one to give yourself permission to put yourself first. And I hope that today you will. So today we're not apologising for putting ourselves first. We're not apologising for shifting our priorities. We can apologise for maybe not being present or not being around as much if we mean it. But we're not going to apologise for putting ourselves first. We're not going to apologise for being our own priority. We're not going to apologise for putting our loved ones above everything else. Today's no apologies. What do you need to stop apologising for? What do you need to do to create yourself as your first priority? And if you're already finding yourself saying, I've just got to keep going till Christmas, what needs to change for you today? I'm going to be back with you again next week. I will say take care for now. Have a good one. Hope that's helped. Take care. Bye bye.